Hello, my loves. Happy Thursday. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to post this on Thursday or post it on Friday, either or. Um, I hope that everyone enjoyed the last episode with my dear friend Jabari. And if you haven't, go tune in before you listen to this one. This one is more so on a personal level. I feel as if, you know, many of you know me as um, Tadeja, the quote girl, I would say. Um, many of you don't know much about my walk with God, much of who I was before. And I may look like the perfect girl. I may look like, you know, I did no wrong or anything like that, but I came to speak on my behalf as to, you know, what I've done, you know, how much I've changed and stuff like that, because there are plenty of females who have done just as much as what I did in my teenage years and um, has grown, you know, to become a better person. Um, I'm going to start out as a young girl, of course, y'all know, well, y'all don't know. My mother was a strict mom and she didn't play about the boys. Like boys was, you know, her last, uh, not her last, but like she was on my behind about that. Um, of course I was still going to school. Like, yeah, I'm still going to talk to the boys because the boys going to talk to me. Like, you know, I felt like it was no problem because, you know, it's just a boy. It ain't like we doing nothing and stuff like that. But the generation now is kind of different. I feel like it's more so get pregnant and, you know, let's live our life like that. But back then, that's not really what the type of time I was on. I was going to school, still, you know, doing what I needed to do in school. Like, school was always my number one priority regardless. Like, nothing could ever tear me down or knock me off my pivot when it came to school because I love school. Well, I'm not going to say I love school. I'm going to get into, you know, how I ended up saying that I love school. But um, I felt as if regardless of what she said, I'm still going to do what I want. And many of us have that mindset like you know they just be talking and they just don't want us to do this da, da, da. but eventually down the line we're gonna go to middle school middle school is where we start to become you know girls for real like you know we start to get titties we start growing hair we start getting musky stuff like that so um the generation at the time being it was uh that's when I got introduced to male parts male parts as in Oh, say men, the boys was um, infiltrated with the big butt girls or a girl having big titties. I never had big titties. I always had little titties. So, you know, they didn't really care about that. But I always had a butt behind because I was a heavyset girl growing up. And, um, of course, I'm like, you know, all the boys want me because I got a butt. Me not thinking at the time that they don't want me for me, they want me for something that I have on my body. And um, at the time, yeah, of course, I thought it was okay. I thought it was cute. But, you know, as I grew up, I realized that wasn't really what it was. Um, my mom did put me on birth control at an early age. And um, it was more so because our generation, I feel as if sex does come nowadays, 12 or 13 years old at the time. No, I still was not having sex. I still wasn't even thinking about sex. But, you know, I understand from her point of view. Um, I'm not going to lie. Birth control is a lot to deal with. Um, I'm not going to tell anybody not to get it. But, you know, just be aware of what it does to you and be aware of 
you know, the kind that you do get for your body or whatever the case may be. And do use condoms. Um, if you do not have birth control, even if you do have birth control, it's okay to use condoms as well. Um, fast forward to, uh, what do you call that? No, we're going to, we go, let's get into it for real. I'm going to say um, I was one of those girls who loved to dance on Instagram. Um, I probably got in trouble for posting something I didn't need to post on Instagram. I think that was, that was in, I, I posted, you know how you support prop your booty up on the sink stuff like that I would get in trouble for that and of course it's like oh I just keep getting in trouble keep getting in trouble like my mom don't love me and stuff like that but um it took some time for me to realize you know exactly what my mom was trying to get at I just felt like you know she wanted to nitpick at me and nitpick at the stuff that I do like she just see no good in me at all and I was just like oh like my life is never going to be perfect. My life is never going to be how somebody else's life. Like, girls used to have the best relationship with their mom and stuff. And I'm just like, I can never, I'm never going to be able to, you know, get that far because I just keep getting in trouble and making these decisions. Like, she just don't let me do anything, stuff like that. But we're going to fast forward to high school. Freshman year was a breeze. Freshman year wasn't bad, I don't think. Um, 10th grade year was when I discovered... Uh, the boyfriend thing for real, like, you know, I was really trying to get tied down because everybody wanted a high school boyfriend. That, that was the thing. So, um, I ended up messing with a boy and, you know, whatever happened, happened. And my mom ended up going through my phone and seeing, you know, that I had, you know, took that next level step. And she was just like, a uh, very upset at me. And I'm just like, you know, it's a teenage thing. Like, oh, why should I be getting in trouble for this and stuff like that? Like, And, of course, I was um, making stuff up. Like, oh, no, I'm just writing stuff in my notes. I don't know if I said this, but, yeah, she went through my notes. Y'all know how, like, as young kids, we used to write everything in our notes, either before we send it to somebody or to just keep it in our notes. And one thing about my mom, when she took my phone, she was going to go through um, every single thing in my phone, and she was going to go from the first message or the first whatever it was to make sure she read every single message and it was like oh like she digging to find something to you know be mad about but um I just say it definitely was a a season that I was going through where I just continuously got in trouble and I know that my godmom would be willing to accept me for who I was and not necessarily accept me for, yeah accept me for who I was accept me for what I've done and to help me understand, you know, how to become better, I would say. And I would always ask her, like, could I go to church? Because I just felt like when I went to church, everything was just okay. That when I went to church, I knew that um, the next day is going to be better. That, you know, God will forgive me. Why should my mom forgive me? You know, stuff like that. And she would just talk to me. She would never, you know, put her hands on me or anything. My mom, of course, she's going to whip me or whatever. but. Um, I definitely feel like words hurt more for me. Everybody is different because I'm sensitive. I feel like words hurt more than somebody putting their hands on me. I could care less if you put your hands on me, but, um, at the time being, it was hurting for a good little minute, but, <laughs> um, eventually, cause I was getting whooped so bad, not so bad, but so much that it didn't really affect me anymore. It was more so her, her demeanor, how she was reacting to, you know, how I would be getting in trouble or whatever. But I would say that um, that's when I started really to seek 
God. And every time I went to church, I just would cry. Every time I go to church, I just, I don't know, like the spirit just hits me and it's like, um, what am I doing? Like, why do I keep doing this, God? Like, I just want to be, I just want to do better. Like, why do I keep getting myself in trouble? And it was like, I just didn't know how to get myself out of that hole. Eventually, um, my mom did change my school. I ended up transferring from Tech to East Bay, which is over here in Gibsonton. And I just like lost it. Like I just felt so empty. I felt like I didn't have anybody. I felt like, you know, it was right now, I would say it as if it was a fresh start. But back then, I was just like, she just wanted to take me away from my friends and she just wanted me to be by myself and da da da. And I'm just like, what do I do? Like, my life is just over. I'm away from everybody. There's literally nobody out here. And I, I'm not going to talk to anybody here. I didn't have a phone. Um, not even that. I was already supposed to be graduating at the time. And um, she was like, no, like, I wasn't ready for that. And that I had to, um, you know, find myself. And I feel like I didn't know who I was. I still didn't know who I was. I feel like I recently just found out who I was. I recently just found out my worth and stuff like that. And that's okay. Like, you're not going to know who you are right then and there. You're not going to know who you are by tomorrow. Like, it takes a lot of um, a lot of situations to realize who you are. It takes a lot of situations to know the boundaries that you want to set for yourself and for those around you. Uh, I would say when I went to the school, my mom did not allow me to get my hair done. So I had no choice but to wear my real hair. I didn't like my real hair. And I felt like, you know, I was always so sad. And I don't know, I wouldn't say the birth control probably made me sad, but I feel like, you know, depression was really something serious. And um, I would just cry, cry, cry. And I just felt like no crying doesn't make it better, but I will hold it in for so long that when it was time to cry, I just couldn't stop. So now I'm a true believer and just let it out when it's time to let it out. And I am grateful to... I went through everything that I did go through because I wouldn't be who I was today. I'm grateful that my mom was able to be on my behind how she was on my behind because I wouldn't be who I am today. And so many people um, acknowledge the fact of how I, um, how I step into the room and they're like, you know, your mom did a great job or um, you are, you know, way more mature than your age. And I feel like, it was not even me getting in trouble. It was more so because of my mom and how she raised me. Um, my mom was a single parent, and I knew that my mom definitely was not going to show us the bad side. My mom was definitely not going to show us, you know, what she went through to raise us as kids. And I know that whenever we did get in trouble, it was just like, she probably was like, what am I doing wrong, you know, for them to even think to do some stuff like that. A lot of the stuff was teenage stuff that we've done, but, you know, we could have refrained from doing stuff like that, but, you know, you learn, you live and you learn, and I don't literally, I don't, not literally, I don't um, beat myself up for what I've done. Instead, I use it as um, a stepping stone. I use it as growth. I use it to look back as to who I was before and who I am now today. Um, so back to me being at East Bay, I would go to school um, I didn't have my car, so that was another thing that I was sad about. Um, at the time, of course, in high school, having a car, you was that girl. Um, 
and going from having a car to losing that privilege and riding a bus again, it was just like, oh. So get to school. And this was when like I noticed going to tech and that big school, then going to East Bay when it's two hallways, it's really nothing but two hallways to this school. And I'm like, bro, like, I just know the school is just going to be so lame and it's just not going to be anything for me here. And it was like, um, I got to make the best out of it, though, because I have no choice but to be here and I need to finish. I want my AA degree and I want my diploma. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to take it and make the best out of it. Eventually, um, you know, around lunchtime, I would go to the library and just cry because it's like, you know, I'm in this hole that I just I can't see any light at all. And I feel like I'm glad that I was in that hole because I realized the strength that I have and I realized how much I had to understand who I was and that I didn't need to be around people at all to know that I can enjoy school, to know that I can get an education without them. Even if not having a phone, I realized, you know, actually being attentive in class and not cheating on the homework, I can get stuff done. I'm actually smart. I'm actually beautiful without getting my hair done. And eventually, um, later down the line, I did cut my hair off because I wanted a fresh start. I wanted to become a better woman, a better uh, girl to those around me. Not necessarily those to, to those girls around me, but to show the girls around me that you are beautiful. Everyone is beautiful in their own type of way. At the time, I'm still going to say that I did not develop self-love. I was still um, tapping into that. I wasn't big on that. I feel like self-love really wasn't something as big for my generation and until probably our senior year. Or I might be wrong, but I'm going to say that for me. Um, I didn't realize what self-love was and how important it was. But um yeah I ended up cutting my hair off because I was very sad and I just felt like um no hair hair should not be able to define you hair should not be able to define your beauty whether I'm bald head whether I got a little bit of hair or whether I got long hair I am beautiful um a beautiful brown skinned girl and you are beautiful you are a beautiful girl I don't know you might be brown skin you might be light skin but you're a beautiful girl and regardless of what you went through, what you've done, the choices you've made. Um, God is going to love you for who you are. And it doesn't matter, you know, who says what, who judges you, because God is not going to judge you. God is still going to love you regardless of what situations you've been through, what situations you put yourself in and what choices you've made. Um, I didn't realize the strength that God had on me until recently, of course. But I would say that I would, you know, tap into the word here and there. But it was more so when I was down really bad and I just needed God for real. I'm going to say that I did cry out for help before and God definitely did what he needed to do. And God definitely got me out of a hole that I thought I would never be able to get out of. Um, but going down the line, um, I ended up meeting a sweet teacher from East Bay, Miss um, Daniels. She was my support system at the time when I was at East Bay because I still felt like I had nobody at East Bay. Like I wasn't into, you know, being around so many people. I feel like that's where I gained my being by myself was the best thing possible for me. Um, I always felt like, you know, I had to be with a group of people to go to lunch. I had to be with a group of people to do anything. But that's when I realized I like to be alone. 
Um, right now, I am alone in my room with my legs crisscrossed, just sitting here talking because um, I was listening to something and it was saying to be vulnerable and to um, tell your story from where you've come from rather than letting people see, you know, who you are now. And I feel as if a lot of people don't know me as, you know, what I went through or what I've done, what choices I've made. Y'all know me as a girl who's, you know, walking in her purpose and succeeding. But that's because I went through so much. I've grown so much to be able to do that and walk with my head high and using that as a stepping stone every everywhere I go. Um, I'm not afraid to say what I've done. I'm not afraid to tell my story. And I'm not afraid to let somebody else know so that they can understand where I've come from to make me be the person that I am today. Um, back to the school, I ended up with so much money and scholarships. Um, I ended up with a great relationship with a teacher. Um, I did meet a girl, Leah, of course. Well, yeah, Leah. And um, I would say she was definitely my partner in crime when it came to school. Um, that's my girl. She has supported me through everything, through my last business. She always sent me encouraging words as if she's very proud of me. I can say and still to this day, she was one of the ones to repost my podcast. She texted me and let me know that she was very proud of me and that she's always believed in me. She knew that I was going to be And so, you know, I am very grateful for those who actually see the type of person that I am. They see that I have um grown so much and I've always been a giving person like I've never been a hater I've never been one to just down talk anybody I've always wanted anybody around me to be on the same level as me if not maybe shoot past me like I want everyone around me to succeed I'm gonna if you want help and you ask me for help I'm gonna do what it takes to help you and that's not just um me giving to receive but it's me giving because that's who I am and um I had to realize though that a lot of people will walk over you because they know that you are capable of just giving you have to give to those who are able to receive and to appreciate what they receive and not I'm not I do not look for um somebody to give back to me because I pour into myself so much that I don't necessarily look into somebody giving to me. But um, you can definitely see the people who appreciate you, the people who understand you and respect what you've done for them. Um, But I would say the whole point of me telling the story about me transferring to East Bay was that I thought a decision that was just so terrible, it turned into something that was unbelievable. I ended up finishing my AA degree. I ended up getting so much money in scholarships. I was recognized for over 10, 10 scholarships or more. Um, a great relationship with a teacher that I still would talk to still to this day. Um, and I was able to get into my, not necessarily dream school. Well, I did get into my dream school, which was UCF, but we went with Florida State. Um, go knows, of course. But um, fast forward into college. Um, when I went to college, I was afraid. I was afraid because I didn't know what to expect. Um, I was a YouTube kid, so I watched so much YouTube to re- to see exactly, you know, 
how college life was. I was one of those first day of school um, type of girls. So I was looking at a whole bunch of first day of schools, videos, a whole bunch of moving day videos. But I came to a realization that not everyone is going to live the same college life. Not everyone is going to wake up how you wake up. And not everyone is walking in their purpose how I'm walking in my purpose. Yes, I can still watch the videos, but no, my life is not going to be that way. So I would say that I got to college and I was I was so sad because I didn't know what to expect. I was really moving away from school. Like I was really becoming a midway adult. And what if I made the wrong decision? Like, what do I do now? And then my mom is not right here to pat me on the back or my mom is not right here to tell me which way to turn. But that's when I realized, like, I got to put on my big girl shoes and I have to make my own decisions. And what decisions I make is going to not necessarily going to dictate, you know, the type of life that I have, but I have to be smart when I make decisions. And no, I'm not going to say I was smart with all the decisions that I did make in college, but I would say that those decisions that I made built me even more to who I am today. I've been in situations where I realized I had to think, like, why am I even doing this? Like, what is, what is, what am I going to get out of this? This is not who I am. I'm just doing this out of spite. And, um, no, I'm not going to say that I was the perfect girl in college that, you know, I was strictly with school. I've partied, I did, um, drinking and all that. Like, you have fun. I'm not going to say limit yourself and be scared to do, you know, what you want to do, but just be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of the type of situation you're putting yourself into. And I would say, say no, be um, confident in your decision. Um, don't just say yes, you know, because you want to have fun or say yes, because you don't want to be make somebody upset. But I had to realize that um, not everyone is going to be okay with who you are. Not everyone is going to be okay with the person that you've become. Not everyone is going to be okay with you telling them no. But at the end of the day, you make your own choices and um, it's okay to tell people no. Telling that person no can save you from so much. And I was the person who was willing to, you know, do whatever. Yes, we could do this. Yes, we could do that. And um, I had to realize um, not everyone is for you. Um, people can be against you and act like they're for you. People can be um, hashtag, not hashtag, in quotation marks, um, riding for you or with you or um, supporting you. But that's not really, you know, their demeanor. That that might be what they want to get give off to you. But deep down inside, people really be hating. People really be waiting for you to fail. Like they they clapping on the inside when something goes wrong. But it's okay to fail in college. Not fail in college, but it's okay to make a decision that, you know, you wasn't 110% satisfied with because at the end of the day you have to look at it as if, okay, I made this decision. I can't be mad at myself for, you know, making that choice, but I'm going to know that that's not a decision that I want to make again. And um, I feel like those around you should be aware of who you are. And I'm not going to say like they should be the ones to tell you, but they should have some insight on, you know, be willing to let you know that that's not right for you today. That's not who you are or, um, you know, be open to someone telling you something about yourself. 
And I feel like a lot of people aren't really open to telling me about who I am because they feel like I am so strong. And a lot of people don't know that I have been so strong, but your strongest people are able to deal with what they have going on in the inside and make it look so good. But really, we are the ones who, we when we get time alone, that's when we really, we break down. That's when we understand like what we're going through. But I'm a, I'm a true believer and I could get myself out of my whole, like me and God is going to work together. God is always working with me. And, um, no matter if a person shows that they're happy, no matter if a person shows that, you know, they're just living life, that does not necessarily mean that they're living life. Go check on somebody who, who always smiling. Cause they might not be okay for real. They might not be, um, as happy as they seem in that video. And a lot of people don't realize that so many people are able to put on a, a face as if they're okay when they're not. And I'm not going to say that I've been in that situation. I haven't been in that situation because I could smile all day long, but that does not mean that I'm not, I'm, I'm okay. I can go in somebody's face right now today and act like I have not just cried two minutes ago, but, um, that's another thing to check on those who seem to be so strong. Um, check on those who tend to be the one that people always lean on because they're not always okay. And depression is real. Um, when people talk about, I don't want, I'm not really a fan of the suicide thing, but I would say that um, if somebody gives you that signal or, you know, something that gestures you towards it, you know, act quickly or find a way that, you know, something, you know, that that'll make them happy or um, make them feel love. Because a lot of times people do feel that way is because they're not, um, they're not loved properly. They're not um, acknowledged as if they are loved, I would say. And a lot of people don't really look at it that way because of how they portray themselves and what they give off. But check on everybody, regardless if they're sad, happy, like check on somebody, be there for somebody. If nobody is there for you and you need somebody to be there for you, I will be there for you. Like, um, and I would say that, you know, that hole that you, you just seem like is just never ending. It's only going to make you stronger. The hole that I've been in, the holes, I'm going to put an S on the end, that I've been in, I feel like it has only made me stronger. It has only made me wiser. And it has only made me become a better woman. It has only made me walk in my purpose with no doubt in mind. Like, when I walk, I walk with my head high because I know who I am. I know exactly who I am and I know what I bring to the table. I know that I'm a woman with God by me. I'm a God-fearing woman. And um, I just felt like, you know, I needed to be vulnerable and open up to you guys as to who I am, that I'm not perfect. Um, I'm never going to be perfect, but I'm working on myself. I'm always working on myself. I'm always pouring into myself. And though everyone may not agree with you, everyone may not be okay with you, and decisions that you make or what you say out of your mouth, but that's who you are. If that's who you are, then you you say it with your head high. You act as if nothing around you shall affect you. 
I'm not going to say that, you know, things people say or something somebody does does not affect me. If it does affect me, you won't know that it affects me because I am, I tend to myself and I will hold it in as long as I can until I get by myself to, you know, reflect and to see exactly why they did it to me or um, how can I, you know, refrain from that happening again. But now I am big on reading the Bible, going to find something that I know that I can read that will uplift me in the moment. Um, listening to podcasts, other podcasts, Sarah Jakes is definitely one of the ones that I recommend as well as soft life through Christ. Um, I definitely recommend that YouTube as well. They have a YouTube podcast, excuse me. Um, but listen to stuff that uplifts you, listen to stuff that can help you become a better person. Um, listen to stuff that is, um, beneficial to your future I feel as if you know I don't know what my future holds but I know that how I want my future to play out I know that in my future I don't want to deal with what I'm dealing with now in my future I don't want to be lacking the confidence I want to be strong that's why I'm building my confidence now I'm building who I am now and no I'm not perfect no nobody is perfect so don't expect somebody to be perfect I hope that no one expects me to be perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to be, I might be wrong one day. And it's okay to be wrong because you learn from it. You grow from it. You become stronger. And I just feel like somebody's going to judge you. Somebody is going to judge you. Somebody's going to try to belittle you. Sometimes Somebody's going to try to make you feel like that's not who you are or whatever the case may be. But Stand 10 toes about who you are and know that God will love you and know that um, a lot of decisions that you make, it may not be a head on strong decision that you know God is walking with you, but know that at the end of that, that, that path, God is going to show you why you needed to wait. God is going to show you that you should have took this path, this other route, not that one. And, um, be proud of yourself. Always salute yourself. Um, you don't need that validation. Validate yourself. Continue to be who you are for you. Do not try to be like anyone else. Your life is not going to be like somebody else. Do not compare yourself to anybody else because everyone has their own life. Everyone is going to live how they live. And at the end of the day, you are strong. You are beautiful. You are loved, and I'm glad that I was able to get that out. I feel so much better. I feel like, you know, maybe we could, somebody, one of us, or not one of us, one of you guys can connect with me to understand that um, nobody's perfect. You're going to make bad decisions. You're going to be on the whole. You're going to take the wrong path. You're going to make a decision that you know just you shouldn't have made, um, but that's okay. Um, it's okay to be wrong. You're not going to make, you're not going to have a life that is just full of, you know, peaches and cream. Like you're going to have some Pringles in there that's going to crunch up, crunch up and, you know, um, allow you to stumble a little bit. You know, you might get a cut one day, like that's okay. It's only going to make you stronger. Put a bandaid on it and continue to walk with your head high. Do not let anyone um, tear you down. You are okay. 
they're going to be okay. And thank you for listening to my podcast, episode five. I'm going to name this as I am because this is who I am. And um, I just felt like, you know, I needed to share that with you guys. If anybody needs to reach out, of course, I'm here. Um, I hope that everyone is enjoying their spring break. Have a blessed, blessed rest of your, you know, week off. Um, make sure you are ready to tap back into school. We have four more weeks left. You know, stay driven, stay going hard. Um, make those decisions that you know is going to make you a better person. It's going to benefit you in the future. Congratulations to those who are graduating. Shout out to class of 23. You have almost, you're almost to the finish line. Do not give up. You are loved and stay prayed up.